We're for Sydney and New South Wales. These are today's headlines from the Daily Telegraph. Australia's biggest radio star, Carl Sanderlands, is taking police to court after they rejected his application for a gun licence. Sanderlands, 50, applied for the licence last year, but was told by police in September it would not be granted. The Daily Telegraph can reveal the KISS FM star has launched proceedings before the New South Wales Civil and Administrative Tribunal against New South Wales Police, with police sources confirming he is seeking a review of the decision. It is understood the initial application which Sanderland spoke about on his breakfast show was rejected by police for a number of reasons. Sources close to the radio star said they included concerns over comments he made on air regarding guns and the background of some of his associates. A directions hearing is set before NCAT's Administrative and Equal Opportunity Division for December 21. A New South Wales police spokesman said personal history checks were a part of the process for all gun licence applications. The New South Wales Firearms Registry fully reviews all new licence applications to ensure they satisfy their licensing requirement, a police spokesman said. This includes conducting personal history checks to ensure all provisions within the legislation, including provisions with respect to public safety, are met. And if you'd like to read more on that story today, you can take out a subscription at dailytelegraph.com.au or download the app at your app store. Dominic Perrottet's pledge to beautify Sydney will be enshrined in New South Wales planning rules with new regulations proposed to ensure future developments prioritise both function and form. Delivering the Daily Telegraph's Bradfield oration last week, the Premier outlined his vision for a livable, workable, beautiful Sydney. Proposed new planning regulations, now open for public comment, seek to make that vision a reality. The draft plans would require new apartments to have larger balconies and communal rooftop areas with shade structures would be encouraged. Ground floor apartments facing the street would need to have separate street access to make life easier for residents and storage space and apartment blocks would be enlarged for each dwelling. Under the draft plan, Greenfield developments would need to have certain amounts of public space ready for people moving in. And we'll be back after this. News doesn't have to be boring. The Brits have given Prince Harry a new nickname after yet another tell-all interview. Oh, God, is it the ginger winger? (laughs) Let the team at news.com.au get you up to speed each day with their podcast from the newsroom. A couple were busted joining the Mile High Club. Well, I guess they can't fly virgin anymore. (laughs) Politics, sport, red carpets, royals. Get all the goss in just a few minutes. Follow from the newsroom wherever you get your podcast from. Terrified for his life, one four-gang associate, Mac Mwan, was being pursued through the streets of Western Sydney when his SUV slammed into a ditch, leaving him nowhere to run. The 22-year-old rapper had been part of a home invasion in Doonside and was trying to flee when he was allegedly stabbed to death in the Emu Plains Park in September 2020. One of his associates had earlier boasted they had successfully targeted 67, a rival youth gang 214. One was later found with fatal stab wounds to his chest. A screwdriver was also recovered at the scene. The full details of what happened to one can be revealed after his associates, 27-year-old Jade Kay and 24-year-old Greg Ambler, both pleaded guilty to hindering the police investigation into his death. 
Moana allegedly fled Doonside after the home invasion and arrived at an emu plane's granny flat with Ambler where Kay and his girlfriend were living, an agreed fact sheet for Kay's court case states. Ambler allegedly showed $50 and $100 notes to Kay, according to the document, but soon after, a car arrived outside. And Travis Head copped it on the chin, but it was England who finished on the canvas after a devastating Ashes knockout at the Gabba. In a remarkable comeback story from being dropped last summer, Head's stunning 85-ball century was the first ever 100 scored in a session of cricket at the Gabba and the third fastest in Ashes history. But shortly after celebrating a defining moment that could change the course of his enigmatic 20-test career, Head was brutally clocked on the jaw by one of the most frightening beamers ever bowled by England's Mark Wood. David Warner rode his luck to set the platform for Australia on day two with a heavy-duty 94, but a mini-collapse of four for 29 brought a fighting England storming back into the contest until Head unleashed a masterpiece for the ages in the final two hours of play. And that's the latest headlines from the Daily Telegraph. For updates and breaking news throughout the day, take out a subscription at dailytelegraph.com.au. We'll have another update for you tomorrow. The podcast Faith on Trial looks into Hillsong, both in Australia and the U.S., and takes both the listener and hosts on unexpected twists and turns in the story of Brian Houston and the singing preachers. There are two incidents involving Pastor Brian. The Australian journalists uncovered a litany of alleged criminal behavior in the megachurch. Financial gifts were being given to the leaders of the church. Listen to Faith on Trial Hillsong ad-free on Crimex Plus on Apple Podcasts today or wherever you get your podcasts.